there's always something to do and there's always somebody that you can meet with or there's always you know some kind of connection that you can make um but you have to kind of gauge okay is my body ready for this <laughs> like literally am i am i am i healthy enough mentally and to do this and you know is this really going to do something for my career is this really going to help me propel myself forward because otherwise you know you end up burning yourself out you're listening to chats with cat where i catch up with my fellow millennials every week to share their journey of self-actualization overcoming fear and paving the way for a soul's purpose to shine through let's start that right here right now Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Chats with Kat. I hope you are all doing great. I am doing pretty good. I am still trying to figure out the details of the move. And I've got to say, throughout this whole process, I've really become more and more aware of how much I have a tendency to exaggerate things in my mind. I have the nickname of Miss Mountain by Frank because I just like to build things up in my head. And so, you know, through all of this, he's mostly been reflecting and calling me out on my bullshit (laughs) and it's been helpful, but you know, it's just made me realize that I have a lot of lessons that I need to learn and it can be reflected in this move, but there are just really things that I need to get a handle on now because if I don't, then it's going to be really, really hard for me to actualize and really get into the nitty-gritty of the businesses that I want to continue building and it's been a lot to wrap my head around but you know there are lessons in all of this and this is what it's all about and this is what we're all doing right we're all just trying to make sense of what we're being presented with at any given time so yeah you know just the usual another day at the office anyway I want to jump into shouting out Chef Priggy, who left a review for the show on the Apple Podcast app saying, I'm intrigued and more motivated to keep going down this crazy path of entrepreneurship. Thank you so much for your candid words. I look forward to hearing more of you, searching for a mentor in all that I do and all I digest, keeping myself accountable. I will be sharing. Thank you so much for your super kind words. I appreciate you and feel honored to be going on this journey of entrepreneurship with you because it's really not easy so we've just got to share the keys we learn along the way as often as possible so that we can help each other (laughs) because there are honestly an unlimited amount of lessons that we could be learning at any given time so yeah thank you for those of you who haven't yet left a review for the show please go do so for a chance to get shouted out next week and also because it really means a lot to me that you do that I pour my heart and my love into the show and reading how it impacts you really, really, really brings joy to me. So please go and do that if you haven't so. So after a few weeks of solo episodes, I am back with another interview with an amazing woman. This week, I am chatting with R&B singer Bianca Jade. So a little bit about Bianca is that she grew up in a Cuban-Jamaican household in good old Miami. But she has made her way to New York City where she's hustling to bring her music career to the next level. You know, often the music industry and what it takes to make it are hidden from us, from the public. And we just see the artists, but we never really know what it takes to get there. And I really wanted to get a glimpse into that 
throughout my chat with Bianca. So we talked about what her vocal training journey has been like, the healing that comes with her writing her own lyrics, what it's like to self-fund studio time and creative projects, and a lot more. I'm really excited to put this all out there because I think it's going to help you see some things that happen behind the scenes that we never really get access to and honestly it really did change the way that I view independent artists and people who are in New York who are making their music careers come to life and I have a lot more respect for for vocalists and for singers so as always if there's anything shared that you think somebody that you love can learn from and can benefit from in the show please press that share button and spread the wisdom Without any further delay, here is my chat with Bianca. Hello, Bianca. Hi. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Of course. This is exciting. I have never had somebody on the show who moved from Miami to New York after me. Really? No. So this is actually going to be really dope because I want to get into that at some point. Yes. But obviously talk about you and like what you moved here to do and mm-hmm. you know who you are and like all the amazing things that you're up to. Thank you. Um, so to start off, what were you like as a kid? What was I like as a kid? Um, I was pretty much the same as I am now. <laughs> um, I've always been like really playful and childlike and um as a kid i was just like really really nice and sweet to everybody um even if they weren't nice to me i was always really nice to people and just like tried to share light with them like without even knowing that like the concept behind that like i was just always really everybody was my friend like i was friends with everybody and were you always singing I kind of was, yeah. I was. I always was singing. I was always like listening to Aretha Franklin. I was listening to like Beyonce mm. and Destiny's Child, and like jamming out in my basement, like listening yeah. to these songs and trying to sing along with them and copy them. And so, do you, do you come from a musical family where all of that was around you, or were you always asking for more? I do. I come from a creative family. Um, my mom you know is into music she sings a little bit but she also paints mm. and my dad is a videographer oh, dope. um yeah and my sister is a makeup artist so we're all kind of in the creative aspect of things they're more on the visual side but i do have some family that's musical in miami so mm. um i kind of always grew up around music so when you became aware so actually mm-hmm. when did you become aware that you can remember that you wanted to become a singer, that this was something that you actually wanted to do? I was nine years old, and I remember my mom gave me an Aretha Franklin CD, mm. and um, it was the CD that had Respect and Chain of Fools, and I would play the same two songs over and over and over again and just sing along with it and try to like mimic her and... And, you know, just singing at the top of my lungs and my mom would have to be like, okay, you got to calm down now. You know? <laughs> but um, it just kind of developed from there. You know, my my parents used to play a lot of jazz in the car and and um, artists like Sade. And um, so I just kind of grew up listening to a lot of music and and I listened to Alicia Keys as well. And as I got older, I would like enter myself into these talent shows and like host talent competitions at my house. My <laughs> friends, I'm like, okay, let's see who can sing the best. Yeah. 
And, you know, because I, I, I also have like this competitive nature about me. Um, ever since I was little, I've, like, I've always been like that. But um, it was just always fun for me. And it's always been something that I've loved to do. And so I would do these talent shows and I would get feedback like really good feedback from the people that would go and like from my friends in school and they were like, Bianca, you can sing. Like, then mm-hmm. I, I was just kind of like, okay, well, maybe I should like look more into this. Maybe I should try this out, you know? And and I would just, I went in audition for um, performing arts schools mm-hmm. and I didn't get in at first because, you know, for these schools, you have to also have like some music theory experience yeah. and it's it's more than just being able to sing. Yeah. Like it's you have to understand like what goes behind the music as well. Mm. But when we moved to Miami, um, I had the opportunity to go to um, a charter school or a performing arts high school called Miami Arts Charter. Mm-hmm. And um, they let me go or they let me into the school uh, just based off of my audition, like my singing audition. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to do any theory or anything, and I learned later a lot more about music. Yeah, like as you were in the program. Exactly, yeah. That's interesting. So it seems like your family never told you no. Like they kept, they, they were just like, yeah, let's go. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah, my parents have always been really supportive of everything I've, like everything that I did, and, and also my sister as well. Like, you know, growing up, I. I was in karate, I was in soccer, I was in basketball. I wasn't good at any of it. <laughs> but um but they let me like explore and learn more about myself and like what I liked. And music kind of always was like a running theme and kept going. That's really dope. Yeah. So, I, so you get into the charter school. This is mm-hmm. for high school? For high school, yeah. High school. Mm-hmm. And then I mean, like, I don't know what goes into that. Like, I right. have friends who are in performing arts schools for, for dance, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what goes into the technicalities of of becoming a singer? Like, what kind of training do you need to do? Because I don't think we know, like, as a society, yeah. we only hear about, like, singers. Like, who's good and who's not good? But it's right. like, what goes into being a good singer? Well, I mean, I think first, there's, there's usually... A, there's obviously like a natural yeah. talent and, and ability and yeah. and drive there. You have to be really passionate about what you do and yeah. really love it yeah. in order to pursue it because music is a very uh, difficult in- industry to get into, period. Um, but I think like in order to improve your vocal ability, um, any kind of training that you can get is great. If you can like get with a coach to help you learn certain techniques to take care of your voice, because vocalists are kind of in a way like athletes. Yeah. You have to do certain things to take care of your voice. Um, you got to warm up before you go on stage. You got to, you know, make sure that you bring your tea, drink water, you know, don't do anything the day before that's going to affect you. Like, don't drink too much the night before, or, like, smoke or anything like that. Yeah. Certain things that you eat, like... Like, for me, I, I can't have dairy before I sing. Really? Yeah, because... And it's also, like, for... I mean, I, I think every, every singer is different. Everybody has, like, a different, you know, routine. But for me, I, I can't have any dairy. I can't have, like, things that um, have too much, like, acidity. Yeah because it affects your your vocal cords it it like brings like um 
it brings like mucus and stuff and yeah. makes you have to clear your throat all the time. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So you're you're so at that point like when you join the school, are you like going are you having are your teachers like your vocal teachers or do you have to do your parents have to like find people outside of your school to like do further training? Or like what was that like for you? It was honestly like it was an amazing experience. I I really don't think like if I went to a, a public school I would have had the same experience. Mm-hmm. Um, because everyone in that school was had the same kind of brain that I did, which is like creative and, you know, they love what they do and they're very focused on, on what they love to do and they're just like 100% themselves. Yeah. I think in high school especially, it's like really hard to find yourself because there's so much pressure with people around you who aren't necessarily comfortable with themselves. And, and I think artists have already like found a certain part of themselves that they're comfortable with. But um, I think it was, it was great. I mean, I had, I had a vocal coach. She, she was more of like the chorus teacher, but so it wasn't like a one-on-one type of coaching situation, but I learned a lot. It was, um, I did, I had, I've had on and off, you know, different coaches, Um, you know, I had a a coach back in Miami before I moved here. Um, and before that I worked with the legendary Betty Wright. She's amazing. If, if you're listening to this, go look her up because she's incredible and has worked with the greats. Um, but you know, I think both are important. I learned a lot about like the, the technicalities of music in school, like theory. And I learned a lot about jazz and like jazz theory and improvisation, um, and I learned how to perform in front of an audience. You know, I, cause I did that before naturally. Like my first talent show, I was 11 years old and I just like got up on the stage and sang Fallen by Alicia Keys. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I kind of already had like that, that bravery in myself. But I think like going to the school and practicing that like through our showcases and like competitions and stuff that that just kind of like built me more and helped me to practice yeah i mean so like from a confidence perspective Mm -hmm. what goes into building your confidence to be on stage in that way and also i mean like you write your own lyrics and you put yourself out there which i want to get into a little later as, Mm -hmm. as well but like you really put yourself out there for people to see yeah to hear and i i wonder if it I mean, some of it, like you said, has to be like a natural inclination to like be a performer and be on stage. But I think that there has to be some other element that's like learned, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, as far as like being on stage and having confidence on stage, that was just like trial and error. I had to, I had to do it like several times and like realize, okay, um, you know, if I if I get shaky during a performance or whatever that I have to make sure I don't look at the people's faces at first, you know, and like kind of just focus, like look ahead of them and, and focus on the music and also like practicing before, because when you practice before you go on stage, um, you feel more confident about what you're going to do because it's already, uh, it's already like in your brain and, you know, like it becomes second nature. So like the more, the more that you stay prepared, the less that you have to prepare. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. But, um, but like with, with writing, I mean, 
writing also is like a it's a creative outlet for me and an emotional outlet too like there's songs that i have that i didn't even realize i was being my own therapist (laughs) writing these songs and it wasn't until after i recorded it and it was mixed and mastered that i listened back to it and i was like you know what when i wrote this song i really was going through some shit (laughs) you know and it really it came out and and it ended up being a record and and people resonate with it and so do you have like what okay so you know we always hear like oh like songwriter singer songwriter but like Mm -hmm. at what point do you start to train yourself to be a songwriter Mm -hmm. and what goes into that like how do you train your mind to write to tempos and to beats and stuff like that yeah um I think studying is like the biggest part, like in the beginning, definitely studying the greats. Like when I first started songwriting, I was 14 years old, 14, 15 years old. And my dad got me a keyboard because he he heard me singing all the time and he like knew that that, okay, she's really interested in this. So he got me a, a keyboard piano and I taught myself how to play. I was I was really inspired by Alicia Keys. And so I would just like start covering her songs and like learning her songs on the piano just so that I could practice it. And then eventually I learned the chords and and I started uh, playing my own chord progressions and like coming up with melodies by myself. And and then lyrics would come to me and then I just started writing and then eventually, you know, after the beginning or the the conception of that song, you know, you grow and you listen back to it and, and realize, okay, well, it, I can make this song even better if I go with this structure, you know, and you listen to other songs and and the patterns in those songs. Like, okay, there's a verse here, there's a pre-hook here, there's a hook here. The beat builds up like this when you get into the chorus. And like all of those elements is what makes a song a hit. Mm, so it was yeah. like you truly had to study like yeah. this, the, the framework of different songs before you could make yeah. your own. Yeah. I don't know why I pictured it being something like somebody's just like can write to it, but it's it <laughs> not be that easy. I mean some of it I think I think again it was just like naturally I would listen to, I would listen to these songs and I have a great ear for music too. So it's like I would listen to these songs and I would hear I would just automatically hear the patterns in them without anybody having to tell me, you know. And then later on, I figured out, like, that there are structures to these songs. Uh-huh. So, um, I want to fast forward mm-hmm. to your life right before you moved here to New York. Mm-hmm. Where, like, wh- what prompted you, you know, like, you're doing the work in Miami, you're, mm-hmm. you're have your coach you're like doing performances like i know that you were yeah you know different shows and stuff Mm -hmm. you have like your own producers and you're doing all of that and then at some point you decide you want to move to new york city yeah what was that journey like for you and like what what is it that you you felt that you needed to find here in new york um so i mean the whole idea of moving to new york came up about a year ago before I I moved up here I planned it like a year in advance um but you know I I kind of got to a point in Miami where I was doing a lot of shows and I was meeting a lot of people but then I would realize that 
that I was seeing a lot of familiar faces in the same in the same shows and and venues that that I would be performing in and I kind of felt like I I reached like this this plateau or this this spot in Miami where I was like okay I think I'm ready to move on to the next level and um you know when I came I came up I've been to New York a few times for work and to record and stuff um but I realized that just like the energy here is incredible like there's like there's just this energy of hustle and movement and creativity that is unmatched to me it's it's very inspiring I meet people every day um you know in different levels in their career and I'm just seeing how they're growing and how they're they're making the moves to uh, push their careers forward and I feel like as a creative and as a as a human being I need to be around that kind of energy to propel myself forward I really like I'm a very strong believer that you are who you surround yourself with yeah and so I mean like mentally what has this done for you because it's like a completely different pace but it's also a pace where you know coming from a place that was a lot slower it yeah it's Wow. Yeah. I honestly, I, I had an idea of what to expect moving to New York, but I, I really like didn't, didn't know what I was getting myself into. Um, it's, it's really like I had to find a, a certain like balance, like a life balance here between work and music and, um, taking care of my health and, just a, just a mix of everything and and my spiritual well-being as well you know it's just and being able to to keep keep up with with your growth and music but not burn yourself out because there's just there's always something to do and there's always somebody that you can meet with or there's always you know some kind of connection that you can make um but you have to kind of gauge okay is my body ready for this <laughs> like literally am i am i am i healthy enough mentally and to do this and you know is this really going to do something for my career is this really going to help me propel myself forward because otherwise you know you end up burning yourself out or you get stressed out and then it's not fun anymore or you know you you you're not as into what you came to new york for in the pr- first place yeah you know i want to touch on something because I think a lot of times, and the reason why I started the show to begin with mm-hmm. was to kind of highlight that when you move to New York, you still have to figure shit out. It's not this yeah. glamorous life that yeah. you're going to go and chase your dreams and like money's just going to come out of nowhere. Like You really have to work and you have to do things. And I think yeah. that a lot of times we don't talk enough about the fact that like we have to have jobs, like day jobs to yeah. support and finance our dreams. Yeah. And I do that. And I, I've tried Me too. to be very open about it. I work in a law firm. Yeah. <laughs> I like, work I in a law firm. About that. Like, let's like be transparent about that. Yeah. It's like, okay, like, yes, like, sure. Like you have a great voice and you're putting out these great songs and you're doing all these things. You're like booking studio time. But let's like, be real. But let's be real. <laughs> let's be real. I, I like this. You know what? Because I think my my fans and my audience hasn't really heard this part of me, yeah. you know, but I do like, I'm, I'm a real regular person yeah. 
that's just trying to make their dreams come true. Yep. Like I'm self-funding all of my music, all of my studio time, every show. I'm my own promoter. Yeah. I'm my own, you know, manager, all that. So it's like you just you just have to work really hard. And and yeah, like have a have a balance between between everything in your life, you know, so that you can make make your dreams come true. Yeah. And it's not it doesn't come overnight and it isn't something no. where like you have like look, let's be real, sometimes people like people have family in the industry that kind of just like plug them and they kind of yeah. get up very quickly, but that's usually not the case. But mm -mm. what I love is that you're still doing it. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, you're you moved to New York City and you're your own promoter and you're doing all these things. Yeah. But it's like you are still committed. Whereas I think that a lot of times um, there is this misfortune of people not being transparent. Mm. And then you have these people that have this these gifts. And you they know just why? Don't think that they could do it because nobody talks like this. And I think a lot of it has to do with. <laughs> so here, here we go. This is. Like, I think a lot of it has to do with, with our presence on social media. Yeah. Like, everyone wants to to show their highlight reel and not, you know, when they're going through something shitty yeah. or when they had a really bad day at work or if they're not feeling their self, like, what they're wearing or yeah. if they're not wearing makeup. They don't want to, like, post any videos of themselves or anything like that. Yeah. I understand. I, I completely understand because it's, like, you have all these people that follow you or whoever it is that follows you and you're worried about somebody judging you but you like the point of your profile should or your social media presence should be showcasing you yeah and i mean you do that well but you also thank you do that through your music because like that yeah. is your transparency yeah and um i want to talk a bit about you know the new music that you're that you have coming out because you have mm -hmm. Jade Volume One coming out. Yeah. Right? So the in February, actually on February third, so save the date. Um, I have a single coming out called Feelin, and it's just kind of a preview of of what the new music is going to be. The first EP mm -hmm. so that should be following shortly after. And what has this trend? What what can we expect in this? You know. In, in these songs that we haven't heard in the past because i mean i got i got a preview i got, I got yes to some of them and i was like Yo, e this is you're no, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so it's like you know like where did you have to go where did you have to go within yourself to write these kinds of songs and um yeah. what was the preparation like and what was the back end like it's it's definitely different from from be light because i released be light um at the end of 2017 and that was more like on a upbeat, like love yourself, self-empowerment type of vibe. And um, this new music, I think, really is deeper, like more about. Uh, thank you. It's really it's a reflection of of like where I am. I'm at. I'm about to be 25 in April. So you know, I. Th so <laughs> but. You know, I'm 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 growing and I'm seeing it in my music as well. I really wanted to to make music that showcases my vocal ability, that showcases my lyrical ability. Um, so I feel like this this new music really does that, and I think the listeners are gonna love it. I freaking love it. I was Thank like, you. yo, like I knew that you could sing, but like when <laughs> I heard that, I was like, okay, no, she's like really out here, like she's about to just go in on everybody. <laughs> Thank you. Um, 
I would like to jump into some rapid fire questions with you, if that's All okay. right. Yes. All right. So I did this last night too, so I'm ready. Yeah, yeah, with some friends. (laughs) What is your favorite time of the day to create? Morning, noon, or night? Morning. Morning. I'm a I'm really like I'm half a morning person and half not because I don't like I don't like to wake up to an alarm clock like early in the morning. Okay. But I love waking up in the morning and like making my coffee and my avocado toast Uh or oatmeal or whatever, and then I'll put like some candles on. I'll put some incense on and start playing music and in the morning that's yeah. so interesting i don't know why i pictured it being nighttime for you and you know what's funny is like some a lot of my music i kind of make references to morning or like sunrise and mm. waking up it's that makes a lot of sense it's like i do it without realizing it yeah, that's so dope. <laughs> yeah. Like, see it's like real life really does permeate into the songs yes it's like it's like an unconscious thing absolutely um what is your favorite snack um recently i've been really into pineapple Hmm. and i love dark chocolate almonds dark chocolate almonds word yes i've never had dark chocolate almonds i love dark chocolate anything Hmm. um dark chocolate and like if i want something salty i'll i'll make like popcorn or like tortilla chips with lime like the hints of lime ones yes oh those are fire those are fire uh, what is one thing? It can be a product, gadget, or whatever that you cannot live without. Ooh, my headphones. Your headphones? I got these Bluetooth headphones for Christmas because I've been using, like, my Apple ones that, you know, the, the you have cord. to connect it to your phone, and I'm in the gym, and I'm like, oh, I, I can't be without my phone, so I have to, like, stick it into my, my like, sports bra or whatever yeah. <laughs> when yeah. I'm working out. But these are, I love them. I love having my headphones and, like, listening to it on the train and in the gym and all that nice. yeah what's your favorite self-care routine um self-care routine i love face masks mm-hmm. i have an aztec clay face mask that i love um and i also love um cleaning on sundays like just cleaning up my room cleaning up the house lighting some incense and I feel like a new person. I'm like yes. ready for the week after I clean. I love that. That's so true. Yeah. I, I feel the same way. It's like there's something about tidying up and like really cleansing and like li- like literally cleaning your space. Like it's just like yeah. you feel like you're clean. I like, think I think my mom kind of beat that into me because yeah. <laughs> she's she's a little OCD. But, um, you know, you go to her house and it looks like nobody lives there. Uh-huh. But... <laughs> but it's nice because like you know where all your stuff is and it just feels good yeah i love that yeah if there was one message you could get out to the world what would it be um this is a message that that i've learned for myself as well and um i would say to stop caring so much about what other people think and do you and do what makes you happy exactly that's exactly it i mean mm-hmm. it's always easier said than done but yeah. it is the truth. <laughs> it is the truth that's like the literal thing that we should all live by so where can everybody find you online and where can they find your music so you can find me online um everywhere at bianca jade music on twitter instagram facebook all that good stuff um and you can find me 
all my music is is on Spotify and Apple Music and Tidal, SoundCloud, YouTube, all your favorite places. So go check me out. Um, if you look up Bianca Jade, you'll find my music videos. You'll find all my music. So yeah, amazing. <laughs> and um, I will be playing one of Bianca's tracks right after this. So stay tuned for that. Um, Bianca, thank you so much. Thank for you for having joining me. me on the show. This is great. And I cannot wait to see all the beautiful things you're going to do here. Thank you. And all around the world. Oh, I'm so excited. Yes. Thank you so much. Of course. I hope you all enjoyed that episode. Bianca is a sweetheart with an insane, insane, insane amount of talent and drive. So much so that I want you all to hear just how badass she is right now. We're going to close out this exciting episode with her new single, Feelin', which dropped today. So please enjoy it here and follow up by streaming it again wherever you get your music. Know that I am sending you lots of love, light, and good vibes. We will chat next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In your eyes I see stars Maybe part of a galaxy But your love is never too far And I know it when you hold me Your cosmic kisses lift me off the ground Not even gravity could pull me down Drifting like stardust I love being this close to you Wouldn't choose anyone else so for you Cause you, you got me in love with this feeling oh, Feels like I'm floating past the ceiling oh, Got me in love with this feeling Floating past the ceiling I'm in love with this feeling Going round in circles in my mind I think of you all the time Close to you, wouldn't choose anyone else over you, cause you, you got me.